Chapter 17 Virus If you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. The 14th Dalai Lama If there was anything worse than L.A. traffic, it was trying to find a place to park after sitting in L.A. traffic. Sarah didn't live in a nice, gated community like her friends. She lived in the mean streets of Westlake on the edge of downtown. She had one assigned parking spot in her narrow driveway and, as per usual, there was a dirty 1999 Jaguar XJ sitting in it. Finding a parking spot on her street was rare, as there wasn't any street cleaning, so if you got a spot outside your house, you didn't move your car unless your life depended on it. So, if the XJ was in her driveway, she had to go looking, usually a few blocks away from the main street. She had dropped not-so-subtle hints about how he should be a gentleman and find street parking so she could have the prime park and not get murdered, raped, or mugged walking back to her home. He wasn't a gentleman, though, and would combat that notion, telling her that his Jaguar was a classic and that her Prius would be much easier to replace. Sarah walked the three blocks from her parking spot to her house. She never had a problem in the whole time she lived there, either walking at night or with break-ins, but she was a woman. It was always in the back of her mind, and it sickened her that he cared more for his piece-of-shit car than he did for her. She was pissed. Her mom, him, everyone in her life was just standing in front of her with their hand out, taking her oxygen and wasting her time. Before she knew it, she'd already dragged her door key half the way down the length of his car. It wasn't a deep scratch, but it was noticeable, even with the eight months of dust sitting on it. The act didn't make her feel better, though she did giggle at the infantile nature of it. It was something that he would do, but his scratch would have been visible from space. Sarah stood in the doorway to what he called their bedroom, but she knew that wasn't right. It was her bedroom, and after tonight, that's exactly what it would be. Even though it was only a little after 6 p.m., he was face down and asleep. Her beautiful duvet crumpled and wrapped around him. She could see the sweat stains on the sheets, and she scrunched her nose at the sight and sighed. There was an underlying stench of Jack Daniels with a hint of body odor that turned her stomach. She had been on the go since seven that morning, hiking, auditions, and running errands, all while he had been sleeping off the night before. Sarah, he grumbled, his voice muffled by the pillow. I need water. Sarah thought about ignoring him, but she didn't want a confrontation right now. Sarah, he said, this time louder with an underlying menace to it. I heard you, David, Sarah mumbled. I'll be back in a minute. By the time she came back with a glass of chilled water and some Advil, he was sitting on the side of the bed closest to the door with his head cradled in his hands. The sight of him repulsed her, even more than when he was asleep, but there was comfort in knowing that she would be finally free of him after tonight. I got you some Advil as well, Sarah told him as she stood in front of him and offered the water. David didn't reply or move, and for a brief second, Sarah hoped he had died in that position. Just put it on the table, David slurred finally. I'll have it in a second. Sarah clenched her jaw. There was no thank you or appreciation. She was just one of the little things that magically appeared in his life. She let out a breath of air as she placed the water down next to him on the bedside table. 
She had woken up that morning convinced she loved him, and that given time, he would finally see what a catch she was. But on the way home, that had all changed. Thank you, David murmured. Sarah folded her arms and tried her best to suppress a smile as she looked down at him. She was enjoying his pain, because soon he was going to be someone else's problem, most likely his ex-wife. David Reynolds, or DR as he liked to be known in the industry, was kind of like her. The next big thing to never become the next big thing. He had directed a few independent films that hadn't made much in the box office but had won awards. His first attempts in the studio system had been met with disaster. His first was poorly received by critics and hadn't made its money back, and the second had been shelved for two years, only seeing the light of day in a small selection of theaters and in digital release. Sarah had met David through a friend, the one successful acting friend who hadn't dropped her at the first sign of diminished celebrity. She didn't usually go for men that were in the business. She liked guys who kept drama to a minimum, and guys in the business seemed to bring more drama to the relationship than she did. But at the insistence of her friend, she had given it a shot. David was on the back end of his forties, but from a distance he could get away with forty-two. His jet-black hair had flecks of gray throughout that gave him a debonair quality. The first night they had met, he had been charming and sincere. He never left her side all night and didn't rush anything. He just let her take control of the situation, let her advance their connection at her comfort. By the second date, Sarah was smitten, and they had fucked for what seemed like days, drinking wine and eating cheese between beautiful lovemaking. But that was seven months ago, and now the honeymoon period was well and truly over. The week-long benders were starting to make David look his age. The gray flecks in his hair were now becoming gray tufts, invading and conquering the virgin terrain on what seemed like a daily basis. You should drink some water. Sarah said sweetly. She regretted it instantly. She wanted to present a hard-lined stance in her dealings with him, and she didn't want him to see any openings that he could exploit. David slowly reached for the water and took a sip. Here, Sarah said, this time with no emotion, as she handed him two Advils. David complied and swallowed the pills. They exchanged eye contact for a brief second as he swallowed some more water, and she felt a pang in her heart. How was the audition? David asked. It went great, Sarah sparkled. I think I got it. Sarah almost coughed. She was so shocked that David would even ask her something about her life that she forgot the game plan instantly. Really? David said with a grin as he looked up. See, I told you, you had nothing to worry about. Sarah could see David's youthful charm reappear in his smile and she tried to fight off her joy, but the relief from getting a real shot at a part was too much to handle, and a wave of excitement washed over her. You did tell me, Sarah beamed. I just have to meet with the director tomorrow. Hopefully that goes okay. Mere formality, David assured her, waving off her worries with his hand. You got this, babe. It was like an out-of-body experience for Sarah. She was watching herself, excited and jubilant, with a man that she hated, a man she wanted out of her life. I'm so proud of you, David said as he stood up shakily. Before Sarah could step away, he grabbed her in an embrace. 
The smell of body odor and Jack Daniels aggressively filled her senses, but she could feel tears of joy filling the corners of her eyes as she returned his sweaty hug. I'm taking you to dinner tonight, David murmured as he kissed her neck. We are going to celebrate. We are going to paint the town red, 